This is Rob Savage, the director of Host, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. This is episode number 155, our 2020 year-end special uh, it's been a rough year for everybody, so we hope that uh, we brought you some joy or some happiness uh, talking about horror movies. If this is your first time here, welcome. Um, if you're a long-time listener, thank you so much. If you're new, we, uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, my name is Todd, one of the co-hosts. We got Joe, Sam, and Steve. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello. Up, Todd. Hi. Hi Happy New Year. Hope everyone yes. had good holidays. Yeah, it's almost New Year, huh? Two days? Yeah, insane. I uh, know. So you're just kind of funky. New Year, same me. <laughs> I think New Year, same everybody because it can't do anything. Mm-hmm. How's everyone's yeah. Christmas? Getting any good horror stuff? Christmas is good. Um, I got a couple books, some alien stuff. I got the new George Romero book that he was writing, but then couldn't finish because he passed away, and some other dude picked it up um some movies things like that what about you guys um sam decided since i have so much horror stuff she didn't want to get me any horror stuff this year which was fine because i do have a lot (laughs) Um, but she got me an air fryer which i was very excited about because i've been talking about wanting an air fryer forever Ooh, i have one i used it for the first time ever i've used it for the first time tonight and i loved it what did you make buddy wings i made fish I haven't, I haven't used. I, I haven't done fish. I've done nothing but wings in mine. I Ooh. made fish and it was delicious, uh, fantastic. Um, what else? And she also got me um, nothing uh, probably too exciting for the podcast, but she got me uh, some work clothes like that I needed and heated vests and stuff. So yeah. work boots. Yes. Practical things. <laughs> Very practical things that Joe can use in his life. Did you get some underwear? No underwear this year. No underwear. Okay. I got I got one pair of underwears. One pair of undies. You bought me underwear, I think, for last year or for my birthday? Yeah, I don't remember. Might have been Valentine's Day even. Got a new t- he got a new toothbrush, a very nice yeah. one. Yep. <laughs> like his mom. <laughs> 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 it's like the the shy kid that won't talk to the new family members where the mom's like yeah tell him tell him that the book you got <laughs> what about you sam um what did i get joe got me the halloween three book which oh, is amazing it's pretty that's... rare i have a uh, part two so i just need to get part one and then he also got me this um joe what would you call it it's from it's from it's Mondo. Like Mondo. Yeah. yeah. They call it a tiki mug, but it's not. I wouldn't really it's describe it. It's not a tiki mug at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's glass. Like, yeah. Go for it. Sorry. It's a ceramic um, pumpkin, like a Halloween pumpkin. And then it has, uh, on one side is the, the jack-o'-lantern, and then the other side it has um, Michael on it. And then it also comes with these knives that you can slip into the top. It's pretty cool. I'll have to send you guys a picture of it in the chat. Sam, will you be reading the Halloween book or is it more of a shelf piece? Eventually I'll read it, but yeah, more of a shelf piece. 
Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, as for myself, I got um, a few movies. Uh, I got, I'm trying to like finish collections that I have. And I was missing a lot of like the last film of the collections. So I got like Jigsaw. I got the last Resident Evil. I got the last Purge, which is called the first Purge. Um, just a bunch of stuff like that that I got to kind of just complete those. Um, I also got, so I have a uh, horror Christmas tree, uh, tree that I really like. And I, my wife last year got me a really cool Krampus stopper with like glowing red eyes. But the one thing that I was really missing was a, a tree skirt um, that was horror related. So she got me a shining uh, tree skirt. So that's going to be really cool for my tree next year. And I got a new mic for the podcast. So that's super awesome. Hopefully I sound a little better than I did the previous great. weeks. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I got this year. Yeah, it sounds good. Thanks. Do you feel good about closing some of your collections? Like, stuff like that kind of makes, it gives me anxiety. And it's like, that must feel good to just move on. And now you can collect something else. <laughs> it, it feels good. But at the same time, it's also like, you know, some of these collections are, are are like gift sets. And then I have one extra, like, mm-hmm. you know, because the, they added movies. And a lot of movies are doing that now where they're adding titles to their like already established gift sets so uh but still it's, yeah it's, it's just something to get out of the way now i can concentrate on movies that i just you know kind of want are you gonna to sell the with. extras that you have or keep them no i don't have extras it's just like let's say uh, i don't know uh, halloween right it's like in a big nice box with everything but mm-hmm. then the new halloween came out so that's an extra next to it so i'm not going to get a whole new box set just to add oh i see yeah but it's done now. I think most of the films I have are complete, so I can start working on new collections and stuff like that. But I'm starting to shy away from blind Blu-rays and stuff because I have so many services. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah, uh, yeah. I'm so lazy. Like Vader. Yeah, it's just I, I never want to go to my collection and pick something out. I always like just grab something from 2B or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have. You know, who knows? That's why I've never gotten into collecting DVDs or Blu-rays. Todd, do you ever look at your collection and you're like, why did I start this? Or do you ever, no? (laughs) No No regret? No, I mean, it sucks that like, um, I'm really anal about arranging my things. Like my poster's got to be flush with like how the rack is and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like I've long surpassed like, um, how much spots I have so I have to put them other where other places in the room that pisses me off mm-hmm. but no I love like the idea of physical media and just looking at it I'm kind of like Steve though where I'm stepping a little bit away and only spending like uh, or well not only that'd be a lie but mostly trying to spend only on special editions um you know like Screen Factory or some stuff from England's really good there's a couple good labels out there but yeah I just I don't know it's it's just cool like hey let me see your collection and like people are always impressed by seeing it and you can't really mm-hmm. do that if you have it in like a digital folder you know yeah yeah it's actually the first thing you, when you come into my basement uh it's my movie wall that hits you like right in the face so oh, yeah everyone who comes over and sees it is always super impressed <laughs> i think if i did have a movie wall or like a movie room i would definitely want to collect them but since we don't really have that and it's just like we have one stand with the tv like there's nowhere to put them or display them i'm just like uh what's the point for sure all right you guys want to get into some questions let's do it all right you can ask us those questions uh on social media at the horror squad podcast or by email the horror squad podcast at gmail.com 
First one comes to us from Chuck. He says, hey, squad, happy new year and happy year and wrap up. A few questions tonight. Favorite episode of the podcast for the year? Mm, I have one, if I can go. Go. The ghost episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was our host episode. Yeah, that turned into some really good discussions. And I don't want to go that much further because this same kind of question might come up in our other ones from listeners. But, yeah, that fucking episode was great. Yeah, I think I agree. I, agree. I, I, think I, I forgot about the that, but that episode legit got spooky. So, yeah, it's a good one. And I still want to have your mom on, uh, Joe, I think, uh, as a special guest. Cause I think I'm that sure would be she would love cool. it. I'm sure she would love it. Yeah. Well, let's book it, damn it. <laughs> I, I no kinda, kidding, Joe. You keep saying that. I kind of want to have your mom do one of her readings that you said, man. Yeah. Like a special episode, just like ghost stuff and yeah, doing a seance or whatever. I'll I'm, definitely I'm pretty... talk to her next time. Sam and I go, we'll go over there to visit. We'll definitely talk to her about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure something's following us, like me and my family. Because oh shit, like nothing scary, you know. Have um, you tried to? Have you ever saged your house? Uh, no, I don't even know what that is. You should do that. You should look it up. Sam knows more about saging than me, so. You can take this one. Can I stage myself <laughs> and my kids? I think you can. Yeah, you can. All right, good. Yeah, you can just buy it. You can probably buy it online, or we could actually go to like a legit, like a shop here in town and and send you some. And you That'd just, be awesome. Okay, but you don't just buy it online because there's like a whole thing where um, like it's stuff. like culture appropriating. If you're just buying like. Like here, there's a lot of shops that sell like the tourist sage where it's like just very disrespectful to the cultures that use it. Um, so you just got to be careful with that stuff. But what why do you think someone's, it? I don't know 100% of like every culture that uses it, but I know like um, it became a big thing. I noticed it this year, like there were just a lot of um, companies like trash companies that would just sell like little witchy boxes and it would sell sage in it and it's just um, it's how it's made and mm. you're robbing the community that is supposed to be making it of their earnings and it's just there's like a whole list I'm not 100% educated on all of it so I don't want to speak on it um, mm. too much but yeah if you're if you're listening and if you like to educate yourself further on stuff like that i would definitely google it so it's like buying amish food from kroger totally yeah <laughs> okay got it <laughs> for the dummies out there like me <laughs> uh why do Not i think someone's thing. following us yes. yeah yeah that's the thing i uh there's a place called jungle gyms up here in cincinnati mm-hmm. and uh they have an amish section I'm like oh i'm gonna get some amish shit um because it's like a like a giant world market it's really badass like i always get candy from like palestine and things like that mm-hmm. um but I looked at the ingredients and it was like um, Amish uh, inspired, like made in, I'm like, I don't want this bullshit. Like, so yeah, but uh, no, every single place we've lived in, we lived in a lot of places has had something happen where we're like, that's unexplainable. And then when I had COVID, I told you guys, I saw that ghost or mm-hmm. apparition or whatever. And then in completely the other room, cause me and my wife weren't in the same room, obviously even though she ended up getting too, but she saw like a door handle opening and she thought it was a kid's hiding and she opened the door and there's a closet. No one was in there. Oh, wow. And then my son and his friend, which they could be lying their kids and kids are dumb, but they came and get me in the basement and they're like, daddy, like, come, 
please come up here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? And I went over there and like, like the garage door was opening, but um, we opened it and like, it was like the main garage door was down and mom's not even here. I'm like, um, okay. So. Sounds like insidious, Todd. Well, there's nothing scary though. Like there's no scary vibes or anything. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, no. I, I yeah, think I was going to say, do you think it's like maybe um, one of you guys has like a family member that's looking out for you and just follows you? Maybe it's like someone from her yeah, family or I, someone from yours. I would say that. I think on the ghost episode, I talked about how my mom saw my uh, great grandfather a few times around me um, mm-hmm. when I was sick. So maybe he's following me or checking me in. It, yeah. Well, it sounds like we'll have to send him some sage, Sam. Keep us updated on the ghost. What's that? Keep us updated on the ghost. On the spirit, I should say. And Joe, you agree? That's uh, your favorite episode of the year? Yeah, I think so. That one was a lot of fun. Uh, I also liked our the special episode. I thought it got pretty funny. So yeah, definitely. What about you, Sam? You guys there? Um, mine was probably the ghost one too. And then maybe last episode when I got the head on trivia. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, one second. We're, I think we're losing Todd here. Todd, yeah, I you hear, hear us? I hear you now, Todd. Yeah, it um, Zoom completely crashed for me. Oh my god! Yeah, right the ghost. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> oh I need. God, I need the. Trying to reach you. I need the. I need the magic dust. Right? Yeah, yeah, but make sure you get it at a real magic dust store, Todd. You don't want to. Well, going to Walmart, so we can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare! Wow, Todd, you need to welcome that ghost if it's a good one. I mean, Just nothing. Nothing own... scary happens, so. Yeah, well, that's good. Um. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the ones you mentioned are definitely all um, ones that I like. Uh, some of the other, like the two others that would come to mind for me, uh, one of them would be our um, platform episode because I think we had a really good discussion about that movie. And that's also the mo- the one where we talked about uh, Tiger King. Uh, as much as I think that guy's a piece of shit, uh, his, the show was really entertaining and it was funny uh, just to, to chat with you guys about it because, man, what a show feels like like two years ago but i know it does it is it's this year uh and the other one is one that we're doing annually from now on uh and that's the best of the decade which we did in july uh last this year we did the best of 2000 and 2009 and that's i love the best of episodes that's why i'm so excited for this one um and also a huge shout out to one of our faithful listeners uh and someone who you know comments a lot on our pods i really appreciate everything he actually made a top 10 of our 2020 episodes, uh, which okay. I'm going to read out right now, which is so freaking cool. So it comes from horror fan Ryan. So he says, didn't watch much 2020 films, so I'll give my top 10 squad podcast episodes. So he lists at number 10, episode 135, Host, which is one we just talked about. Uh, number 9, episode 136, Shark Knight 3D. At number Ooh. 8, episode 114, VFW. At number 7, episode 142, Wrong Turn. Uh, number six, uh, episode 148, The Special. Uh, at number five, episode 129, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I believe that was the remake. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the beginning. And the, That's right. And the beginning as well. Uh, number four, episode 105, the best of... Uh, th- that's our decade episode, which is um, from 2010 to 2019. Then number three, episode 131, which was the other decade episode, 2000 and 2009. 
Now, number two, a recent episode, episode 151, Porno. I can only imagine why. <laughs> and at number one, episode 147, Sleepaway Camp. Probably a big reason for that is the excellent interview we had with Felisa Rose. So thank yes. you very much, Ryan. That's friggin' awesome. We really yeah, pretty awesome. cool, man. Yeah, very, very cool. Thank you. All right. Going back to Chuck's questions here, a second question is favorite movie you reviewed this year? Well, we're going to talk about that for sure. <laughs> um, we're going to have a top 10 of them. So I yep. think we'll keep it for that right now. And then the most important question from Chuck, he finishes off with, can y'all review the Exorcist TV show? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you are lying. I'm, I'm telling you. No. I thought we like agreed on a month to do this. And we, like, we did. We did. I thought we said like March or April or something. Yeah, I think we should do it in March or April. I, uh, you know, we're gonna yeah. do it, Chuck. We're gonna do it for Chuck and Steve. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Kayla, uh, one of our loyalists, uh, said she wanted it too. Yeah, Ma- 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 said it too. Mandy's, yeah, Weezer Face told us. Mandy told us. Uh, Darn it. <laughs> Weezer, Mandy, Kayla, Chuck, and Steve. We're doing it for yeah. you guys. All right. <laughs> and we all appreciate it. <laughs> All right, moving on now. We have, uh, speaking of Kayla, she writes in, uh, any any interviews in 2021 expected that you can share with us? Uh, yes. Uh, well, we like to keep it a secret, but we definitely have one in the Pipeworks. Uh, I will tease that he is not well-known for his horror, but he is extremely well-known um for fantasy movies perhaps a really famous trilogy of fantasy movies that he played a very big character in actually yeah he he was in two of my favorite uh series of all time that's non-horror i would say he's probably the biggest actor well we have ever had on yeah arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) nailed it (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're talking about uh, the twins trilogy <laughs> not horror but definitely the biggest actor we'll, we'll we've ever had on and uh that interview will be coming very soon so i'm trying to think of what your other uh series you like him in and steve uh i'll send to you in the chat because i don't want to spoil it is it a 90s tv series uh it was a 90s tv series uh but it's more known for its trilogy in the 80s hmm all right uh, and she finishes off her question. And yes, we'll, we'll have other 2020 interviews, but you know, we book them kind of a week or two in advance. So it's not, we don't know who it's going to be, but we have a few names that are being tossed around. So hopefully we can follow through with them. But I mean, interviews have gotten a lot better for us in the last six months. So definitely expect some surprises. Yes, definitely. Uh, and she finishes off that I'm not even kidding you. She says, also, yes, the Exorcist TV review, please. <laughs> Darn it! Wow. I'm telling you, there's a demand for it. All right. What two? Is there all two six seasons? of them? Yep. <laughs> What'd you say, uh, Joe? Is there two seasons? There's two seasons, yeah. But I, we only need to review the first one, really. The other one's just extra, but I, it's the first one I think that has the biggest impact. All right, very good. If you want to watch second on your own, that's fine. But uh, that season one is the must-see one to me. All right. All right. The next one comes to us from Mr. Jedi Mind 1207, uh, Todd and I's co-host on Lestic Speed Gaming Podcast. So he says, just want to say congrats of, uh, to all of you for another great year of Horror Squad Podcast. 
Thank you for the shameless plugs when it comes to Let's XP Gaming Podcasts. What are you looking forward to movie-wise in 2021? Hmm. Same hopefully as last year. Act- yeah, ho- hopefully exactly act- <laughs> this year. Um, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for A Quiet Place too. I'm excited for Candyman. Candyman. Halloween. So we'll just see. We'll see if they all end up coming out or not. Yeah, uh, that's definitely uh, something we're hoping. Uh, for me, I mean, I think it's good. I'm going to say the exact same thing I said last year, but the top one for me is easily Ghostbusters. I'm such a huge fan of that franchise, so can't wait to see a new one. Um, the next one would probably be Halloween, which I'm super excited about and I heard good things about because it was screened like a year ago. Um, so it's crazy. It still has a year to come. Uh, there's Spiral, the book of Saw, which I'm super excited about. And uh, the, it's a stupid name, but The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, I know Conjuring 1 and 2 were two uh, that were in my top 10 of uh, that decade. So hopefully they can bring it home with the Conjuring 3. Um, and we lost Todd. So <laughs> we'll just continue the questions without him. I'm not sure where he went. Um, he continues, I need more crime stories with Sam. So Sam, you're definitely going to get on that starting maybe next episode or the one after? Yes. Any yep. te- teases as to some stories we might hear from you in the next few months? I don't know. I've heard so many that I've enjoyed, so I'll have to do some digging. Amazing. Really, I look, really look forward to that. Uh, and he closes it off with, please destroy Todd in trivia in 2021. His reign must end. <laughs> Cheers to a happy COVID-less New Year. Die, Todd, die. <laughs> I don't know. He, he might have, since he's not. I think the ghost is going to get him. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one. This one comes to us from Aaron. That's Horror with Sir Sturdy. Very cool podcast. Uh, he does a lot of live shows and stuff like that. Amazing guy. So do check him out. He says, what is the worst horror movie you have seen ever? For me, it's Blood Lake from 1987. Dang. That's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, worst horror movie I've ever seen. I don't know, honestly, just fresh in my brain. I'm going to talk about a couple tonight that are really fucking terrible. That's going to be on the bottom five. So I'll save my thoughts for that, for my list tonight. Cool. Sam, you got any that come to mind when you think of the worst horror movie ever? Um, not one specific one, I don't think. Uh, I wish I could say a different answer because I've talked about this before, but um, I really hated um the what is it called the house october built number two oh, yeah. yeah right yeah they made us really watch for it. losing the super bowl that yes <laughs> my gosh isn't that insane yeah that was this is year the super bowl canceled that? no hell no it's not <laughs> it's best not who's, who's in the running for super bowl there's uh, still a lot of teams. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, okay. The Chiefs are probably the favorite, I would think. All right, Chiefs. Yeah, bastards. All right. Not the Patriots. How are the Buccaneers the doing? The Buccaneers are in the play. They're making the playoffs, so go Tom Brady. Hmm. Um, Todd, the question was, what is the f- worst horror movie you've ever seen? Ever? Ever. Uh 
mugger count ones that I turned off, like Kuso comes to mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> um there's one called Zombie Lake that's very bad. Um it's centered around a lake and then like you can tell it's filmed inside a pool. They don't even try to hide it. So zombie lake. Yeah, so my number one worst film this year is the only film I've ever rated a one out of ten since I started this podcast because I rate them uh, for my year end list. So that one's definitely in the running. But uh, I, I actually agree with Todd in this one. Uh, thanks to friggin Mendo for this one. Uh, Kuso, holy shit, that movie! Like, and I say I, I li- mean that literally. Like, it's a piece of shit movie. <laughs> and if you saw it, you understand what I'm talking about. I never want to sm- see a, a clip of that film for the rest of my life. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I now that you guys mentioned it, that's definitely one of the worst ever. Right. No doubt. Um, and Aaron closed it off with uh, Joe. Finally watched the Blair Witch Project. Fucking loved it. Wish I had watched it twenty years ago. Where are you, Ben? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah, it, it's, you know, having seen it in theaters myself, uh, still not knowing if it was real or not, because the internet wasn't that big back then, it just added something special to it. So to hear that you like it, despite knowing it's, you know, faked and all that stuff is is really good. It, it is a good film, but you need to put yourself into it, I think. Yes. And, you know, over like, basically, since I started joining like a lot of horror groups on Facebook, I've, I never really realized the amount of hate that movie has, but it, it it's a... Uh... It's shocking to me how much hate there is for that movie out there. Wow, a popular horror movie that gets hate on the internet? I don't believe it, Joe. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Wow, you're talking crazy to me. <laughs> Even more hate for Midsummer and Hereditary, oh, too. Out there. Anything A24 or yeah. Blumhouse gets so much hate from the horror community. It's yeah. it's weird to me, but yeah. to each their own, I guess. Uh, our final series of questions come to us from Mandy. She says, hey, squad, happy new year. Thank you for providing such great entertainment in what was otherwise a pretty awful year. Here are a few questions regarding 2020's year in review. What was your favorite performance of the year, male and female? Oh, is this the Horror Academy Awards? Yeah, she, she does this every year. She started it last year, I guess, where she's I kind like of it. giving a couple of awards for us. I love it. Uh, so yeah, uh, Steve actually said these questions over. So I did a little prep work for this. Um, for me, for female, I'm, I think me and Steve might have the same answer here. Uh, but for me, it was Camille Sullivan in Hunter Hunter, uh, just gave a fantastic performance and to me carried that whole movie. And then favorite male performance for me was, uh, Joe Keery in Spree. Um, he was just so much fun in that movie and he played crazy perfectly so those are my two awesome what about you guys sam or joe uh, sam or uh, todd um i'm trying to think i guess off the top of my head i would say female would be janelle monet um shit i just lost the movie title antebellum antebellum thank you and then also for male i would choose um Jaden from the lodge all right what about you Todd um let's see for male I'm doing Vivarian I'm oh, sorry for female I'm doing Vivarian Imogen Poots who uh I love her, oh, final, yeah. her final lines like I'm not your fucking mother that was pretty good yeah 
And then Uncle Peckerhead himself, David yeah. Littleton in the title role. Uh, Uncle Peckerhead, he's just a fucking great guy, man. I would love to hang out with him. He was my second choice, Todd. Sure. Ah, yeah, screwed up, kid. He was awesome. <laughs> I, I've yet to watch it. I, it's definitely one I'm going to watch in early 2021, I think. Um, for me, for female, yes, uh, t- Joe, I completely agree. Uh, Camille Sullivan and Hunter Hunter gave a movie that really like fucking carried that movie, uh, a, like a role that really carried that movie. She was so fucking good in that. And uh, I hope more people recognize it because it was a crazy performance. And for male, I struggle a little bit more with this one, but uh, there's only one character that really came to mind because I didn't see Uncle Peckerhead, I guess. And that's uh, Clancy Brown in the Mortuary Collection. Um, Fucking fantastic in that role. I love Clancy Brown. He's in my favorite movie of all time. Uh, In this role, he just fucking nails it. And he made the like kind of story, like thread between the anthologies better than he movies in the anthology itself. So fantastic performance. So Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers great in that, but for me, it's Shawshank Redemption as Captain Hadley. Yeah, he's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, her next, I guess, award would be what was the most memorable moment in a horror film this year? For me, uh, I, I'm giving this one uh, to uh, The Invisible Man and the throat cutting scene uh, during dinner. Um, never didn't see it coming at all. And my mouth literally like opened when it happened. So definitely my most memorable. Mm. Unfortunately, that one was spoiled for me when it happened, so I knew it was coming. Uh, yeah. Uh, for mine, though, it's a transformation in the special. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, man, very brutal. And like we discussed, they spent their entirety of their budget probably on that one scene, and it showed, and it was awesome. Sam, what comes to mind for you? Um, I would say The Lodge, the point where Grace ends up uh, – doing well killing um the two kids in the movie i was not expecting that so cool uh and for me i'm not going to spoil it because it's a relatively new movie but the final scene of hunter hunter uh that scene made the movie it's as simple as simple as that and it was so jarring that to me that was the most memorable thing in any movie this year um her next one is what was the biggest scare of the year Uh, so for me i'm giving this one to don't listen which uh is a uh spanish is it steve yeah spanish yeah uh spanish film on netflix um very very good movie uh there was a bed scare in this one that just like it just kept like it built the tension so well and it was just so incredibly well done um that that was that was my favorite scare of the year all right, mine is, uh, I guess, a relatively small one, um, but it stuck in me from his house when he's first looking behind the wall, um, and then he comes out, and there's like a a ghost thing laying on the ground behind him. That was pretty effective. That's a good one. What scared you, Sam? Um, uh, Joe, help me out. What's the movie that we watched that I was like, oh, wow, the scares were pretty decent. The the watch was worth it anything for jackson yeah i would just say all of the creepy scenes in that one nothing sticks out specifically in my head what about you really liked the twisty guy in it do what 
I really liked the twisty guy in it. Yeah, the twisty guy that was crawling around. Yeah. Being all twisty. Uh, and for me, it was kind of like a two-way tie. One for like being scary and one for just like taking me by surprise and getting a big reaction out of me. And that one is the one Joe mentioned was the throat cutting and the invisible man just because I didn't see it coming. Uh, and it was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like that came out of fucking nowhere and it was fantastic. Uh, as far as like an actual scare, uh, the entire bed scene in Dark and the Wicked um the girl's in bed her dad's next to her and you hear this like demon just coming towards her and you don't know what's going to happen is he going to show up everything it was just like a long drawn out scare and i fucking love that moment in a other way that was a creepy one steve i forgot about that one yeah i I like those like really long kind of anticipation scares more so than Mm -hmm. a jump scare so that for me really hit uh, and speaking of scares, she also asked us, what was the scariest movie of the year? Uh, so for me, I'm going to give it to, um, I got two on this one. So if you are looking for a movie like with, for jump, with jump scares and whatnot, I, I definitely have to give it to Don't Listen. Um, and then the other one, if you're looking for more scary atmospheric stuff, I would go The Dark the Wicked. Um, yeah, I threw, I threw Z up here. Uh, because I think it had a lot of cool moments and I really like the imagery of the Z himself. So I'm sticking with that. What is it? Scariest of the year? Scariest Joe? movie of the year, yeah. Um, I don't really remember one being too scary. I honestly feel like I didn't watch that much uh, compared to Joe, Steve, and Todd. Um, yeah, I can't... Well... Actually, okay, I'm going to say hashtag alive because I kept saying throughout the whole movie when we watched that, I was like, Joe, this is really scary. And I just was like, this is too much. I can't take it. That movie is fucking scary. So that's going to be mine. So you like the like intense ones. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I like the kind of scare that Steve was talking about, but I guess I just was more worked up about hashtag alive. So yeah. Um, and for me, that's the same as Joe, the dark and the wicked. Just a, it is like scary and dreadful the whole way through. There's not a smile to be had in that fucking movie. Yeah, it's just no. uh, the most like dreadful fucking movie ever, but it's so good. So that's definitely the scariest one for me this year. Uh, moving on, what were your favorite slash most memorable moments on the podcast this year? Um. So for. <laughs> I think my favorite and most memorable moment was the uh, Dave Sheridan interview me and Steve did um, just because it was the most just bizarre and different interview we've ever conducted. Uh, and Steve probably cut like over a half hour of the interview that didn't even make it onto the show um, for reasons. Uh, but yeah, that one, it was just bonkers. I I didn't know what was going on half the time. I didn't even get to answer half my questions yet. The interview still went over an hour and uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite moments come back to the earlier where Sam was telling her ghost stories and Joe was talking about his mom's ghost encounter. So if you haven't listened, our host episode has some really scary, genuine, scary shit on it. Did Todd cut out? No. Oh, he didn't. Oh, I thought the ghost got him again. I was like, oh my God, stop talking about the fucking episode, Todd. The ghost is going to get you. Get out. Who said that? <laughs> get out. 
Um, what was the question? My favorite moment on the podcast. Favorite moment on the podcast? Um, I'll go with Todd's pick. Yeah, it's definitely a memorable moment. Um, for me, I mean, like Joe said, uh, interviewing Dave Sheridan, I mean, super nice guy. Like, I don't want to, you know, put it out there that it's not because he was so nice. He, it felt like just chatting to like a buddy, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And he turned it around at some point where we stopped interviewing him and he's interviewing us. And it was right. so weird. We're like, how did we get here? How did this happen? Uh, yeah, it was just, we just didn't know what was going to be said next. And it was super interesting. Um, yeah. Then the stuff I cut out, uh, it's going to be gone forever, but I, I have it on my computer, but it's definitely some interesting stuff in there. <laughs> just, it couldn't be on the pod for various reasons. Um, and all, but for me also, uh, just discussing, I really like the moments where we discuss movies that are deep and have like multiple like layers. Uh, I think of the platform, uh, Vivarium had that. Uh, and I like it when like none, not, we don't all have the same interpretation of a movie. Uh, those are some of my favorite moments of the year is when we go deep and really discuss something that we have different opinions on or different thoughts on and, yeah yeah. Oh, oh, yeah i'd throw relic out there as well Rel- yeah piece. yeah relic was interesting it's probably the movie that i changed my opinion the most during the review um that, that happened the, fr- the fake plantation one no, no that was the bellum yeah oh, okay no relic's the one that's like dementia. dementia oh yeah the australian one no <laughs> wait is yeah no wait yeah i think you're right <laughs> yeah um yeah, so stuff like that are always memorable to me. And her final question, and the final question for 2020 overall, what was your favorite interview this year? Um, for me, uh, I'm going to go with Charles Band, just because the man is an absolute icon. I have watched his work since I was a kid. I've always been a big fan of Full Moon movies, so just being able to interview him was an absolute um, honor. And just a surreal moment for me. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm a really bad co-host. I didn't listen to any of our interviews. Um, but based on what the guy said, Dave Sheridan. <laughs> he definitely takes it for best intro, I think. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sam? And I'm also in the same boat as Todd. <laughs> and I'm going with what Todd picked as he went with what Joe and Steve picked. Besties. <laughs> Twins. You can um, also find us on our separate podcast, right. the Sam and Todd Experience. <laughs> <laughs> Come check it out. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, Dave, Dave Sheridan was definitely the most memorable, but for me, my favorite interview of the year was Felisa Rose. Uh, I'd said in the past of all the celebrities I've met, which is probably over a hundred at this point, going to different cons over the years, Felisa Rose was the nicest of all. And getting to interview her was just such a delight. And she is so friggin' nice and informative and it was awesome. So yeah, a lot of great interviews though, but uh, that's the one that was my favorite. And I think the one we're doing next, if we actually like, we have it booked, but until we record it, I'm not, 100% on it would probably be my best of 2021 because I'm so excited about that interview. Yeah, so. yeah. That'll be, that will be really cool. Um, I also want to throw out an episode um, that didn't get a lot of, like, didn't get the most love that I would love more people to check out. Um, 
and that's the Stuart, uh, Stuart Gordon retrospective episode. Um, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought it was like a great discussion. And uh, yeah, I watched a lot of Stuart Gordon movies I hadn't watched before that uh, gave me a newfound respect for the guy. So rest in peace to Stuart Gordon as well. Yeah, so so f- fun fact, I'm still trying to finish all Stuart Gordon movies. I, yeah. I, I, I have a post-it in my desk with the movies I had left that I couldn't find when we did the retrospective and I've knocked out two of that list. So I only have six movies left and they're, they're getting pretty obscure. It's not like his, you know, his mainstream stuff. So I think I'll have watched every single thing. I want a hundred percent of Stuart Gordon on my um, letterboxd because they give you a percentage of everything. So I just watched dolls and from beyond. So now just got a six left and I got him done. It's great. I I know you you didn't hundred percent George Romero. No, I didn't. Yeah, because Juice is on the loose, that documentary yeah. about O.J. <laughs> freaking Simpsons on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, Stuart Gordon has one or two like that too, like completely fucking random, not horror at all stuff, but I'm still going to watch him just if I can find him, hopefully. But George Romero definitely is, if I ever can find Juice is on the loose. You know, <laughs> it's got to be on YouTube. I'm, I'm going to hunt that down for us. Yeah, it's it's it's, fine. it's it's like a like achievement completion. You know, like at this point, I'm just grinding <laughs> to, uh, to see that 100%. <laughs> Did you ever watch his uh, non-horror uh, like Jack's Wife and stuff like that? that no, um, I don't think might so. Might be might be called something else because it was like a softcore porn, but then it wasn't because <laughs> he actually directed some like made his own spin on it. Uh, no, I didn't see that one. I'll have to check which ones I'm missing from him. And that's it for the questions. So thank you everyone for all the questions in 2020. We super appreciate it and look forward to seeing what you throw at us in 2021. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, so you just want to just dive into it. Bottom five of the year for 2020. Sure. All uh, right, sure. get your lists ready. Got my list ready. I guess I'll start us off. Um, bottom five of 2020. Uh, coming in at number five for me, uh, I'm going to go Fantasy Island from Blumhouse. Uh, I threw this one on the list. Um, I I probably have seen like worse movies than this this year, but the fact that it was um, one I actually saw in theaters and was more of a mainstream release. Um, it was definitely the worst mainstream movie I saw this year. Um, just a mess of a movie. <laughs> that's that's all I got on it. I concur. Uh, all right, my number five is Brahms: The Boy Part Two. Um, you know, it's not terrible at a film but since it's a part two and completely destroys the rules from part one i have no like i can't fathom why the director who did part one would change his own rules from part one in part two it just doesn't make any sense so brahms a boy pretty pretty rough um i actually didn't do a bottom five list okay you do you girl you just want to stay positive right i'm staying positive all of them that aren't on the list no i'm kidding well, I'm not staying positive. Uh, my number five, okay. it's uh, Veronica. Um, that's uh, Danzig's movie from this year. Uh, Joe told me to watch it late in the year. I think I it was on my watch like last week or the week before. 
basically uh, there's some cool visuals in it and that's about it. The story is terrible, the acting's terrible, the directing's terrible, the editing's terrible. Uh, there's really not much to like about this movie except some of the visuals and some of the creatures. So that's why it's on my uh, bottom five. Oh, sorry, my turn. <laughs> uh, all right, for me, uh, my number four is A Nun's Curse. Uh, a Nun's Curse stars Felissa Rose and a uh, good friend of the show, actually, Damien Maffei. Uh, this movie was was just terrible like one of the worst endings actually i'll say this was probably the worst ending to a movie of the entire year uh and that's why it made my list all righty mine is not necessarily a technically bad movie uh, but a gigantic letdown especially from when train to bazan is just amazing film this one peninsula the follow-up is terrible it's a fast and the furious meets um zombies meets the new resident evil movies and it's it's fucking terrible so peninsula uh my number four is also a felisa rose uh movie also co-starring dave sheridan and that's uh, camp twilight uh just a fucking boring ass film uh even people involved with the production uh, told us off the air that it was bad so uh, definitely not one I would recommend in any fashion the only saving grace are honestly Felisa Rose and David Sheridan who are pretty good in their role but other than that just an absolute terrible film all right coming in at number three for me is Corona Zombies because what better movie I have for 2020 you know Corona Zombies um, and Corona, COVID-19 sucks, and this movie sucked. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, basically think Mystery Science Theater 3000. They just, like, completely, like, ripped it off um, using an old movie with dubbed over stuff in it. I mean, there is some funny stuff, I guess, in here once in a while. But for the most part, it, it, the novelty wore off after about 20 minutes, and then it was an absolute chore to get through. And the stuff they filmed during quarantine was really terrible with just like an actress that I, I think we talked this that gets in the shower with her clothes on at one point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i mean that should tell you everything you need to know about why this movie was so bad man if that's not number one i'm wondering what you're in our first versus <laughs> uh all right number three is one that you guys liked um i didn't and the more i thought about it the less i liked it and it's becky Starring Kevin James, uh, man, I just did not like this movie. Um, you know, the racism wasn't even smartly done. Um, it was just like, you know, on the nose bullshit. And then I didn't like the title character, Becky, and the ending was dumb. And yeah, I just, I just didn't like it. So Becky. Uh, coming in at number three for me, it's actually the first movie I watched in 2020 and was at the bottom of my list for a while. And that's Agramont's Gate. Uh, fuck, I, you know, I barely remember at this point. I mean, I watched it a year ago. Uh, I just remember it being absolutely terrible. So it was everything I hated about Count Twilight minus the good acting from two people. So it was really just bad throughout. There's nothing redeemable about this fucking film. So avoid Agramont's Gate. Fun fact, this is the first movie in our any of our bombs that actually made a, someone's best off list. So there you go. Uh, all right, coming in at number two for me uh, is one Steve mentioned a little bit ago, and that is Camp Twilight. Uh, this movie didn't have, for me, one redeeming quality. It was 
um, just completely terrible. There wasn't one thing I enjoyed about this movie. Uh, very completely amateur effort. Uh, and, uh, you know, the kills were terrible. The killer was terrible. It was literally just like a person running around in a hoodie um, with like off screen kills. Yeah, really, really lame. All right. My number two is Joe's number five, I believe. It's Fantasy Island. Um, yeah, for the reasons Joe mentioned. Plus, I was just like super bored throughout. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't recommend this one at all. Uh, my number two, it's already been mentioned, and this was my bottom pretty much throughout the year up until last week, and that's Corona Zombies and its sequel, Barba and Kendra Save the Tiger King, uh, which isn't really horror, but I'm going to loop them together. Just for all the reasons Joe said, an absolutely fucking lazy and exploitative movie for just the sake of, you know, creating waves, I guess, uh, through media. Just fucking waste of film. So don't watch it. Corona Zombies. All right. And my number one, my worst horror movie of the year is Glenn Danzig's Veronica. Um, I, it was just beyond bad to me uh i hated every second of watching it uh yeah there wasn't one enjoyable moment for me i i and i watched the whole thing and i don't know why honestly um but yeah just just an absolute abomination of a movie and something i want to erase from my brain uh, all right, my number one, uh, Crony Zombies, man. There, there's nothing redeeming about this. Um, I mean, I guess the movies they steal are redeemable, but I mean, just go watch them yourselves. You know, go buy the DVDs. Um, but yeah, Crony Zombies, completely lazy, I, uninspired. No idea what Charles Band's been smoking lately, but he needs to stop. They need to take his stash away. <laughs> um, a point five out of ten, just fucking terrible, man and uh my worst of the year maybe one of the worst horror films i've ever seen is one i think i talked about last week as well was the jonestown haunting um just everything about this movie i hate uh, the way it's presented the poster the synopsis the category the subcategories put in on uh streaming sites there's nothing true about it it's a complete fucking ripoff the movie is just garbage in every single way acting directing story everything there's nothing good about this movie at all don't ever watch it if you come across it probably on tubi and uh yeah maybe one one of the worst movies i've ever seen period so the jumpstown haunting tubi so we should watch it yeah go ahead and, and see, <laughs> see if you make it through fucking 10 minutes of this piece of crap if it's if you rated it worse than corona zombies man Jeez. oh yeah at least corona zombies you know it had the dawn of the dead music it had uh, <laughs> you know there's there some things that were semi-enjoyable of it but this has nothing you know, yeah I, I chuckled a couple times during corona that's why it's not my worst of the year so <laughs> all right so i guess we're gonna get into uh best of the year for uh all of us now uh so i'll start us off uh at number 10 for me is hunter hunter uh the, i really enjoyed this movie um probably the my favorite 20 minutes uh ending to a movie of the entire year um the reason it's not a little higher is because it it's definitely takes its time to get to that ending um but those last 20 minutes are just amazing and that's why it makes uh, my number 10 yeah all right we'll just i guess stick to the same schedule here 
Uh, my number two. All right. So my ranking though, I did. There's technically like better films on here and maybe ones that I even enjoyed more that are on my list. However, I try to keep ones that were in my mind or kept bouncing back into my mind for whatever reason. Um, so my, you know, that's why. So coming in at number 10 is the special um, because man, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I guess that's kind of weird to say, but it has some uh, fantastic moments, um, pretty original uh, concept. And one of the best transformations and gore scenes of the year. So the special and number 10. All right. My number 10 is one BR, which is one bedroom. Um, this one just really captured my imagination. It's about a girl who uh, moves to a kind of little community. That's it's like an apartment complex. That's like surrounded or, you know, like kind of around a pool type thing. And uh, as she lives there, she starts noticing some things and turns out that it's more of a cult than anything. And a bunch of really interesting stuff happens. I really like just went along for the ride with this one and thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie while also being like a little psychotic. It's kind of what uh, Lady in the Water uh, should have been, I think, the, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan film, which I thought didn't register with me. Uh, this is the movie that that should have been. And I, I just enjoy it. It's one that stuck in my mind all year. So that's why it's a number 10, one BR. It's a good one. Haven't seen it. Meh. Maybe I should. Oh, man, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as big on it. Okay. But it wasn't terrible. All righty. Um, so my number 10, and I'm kind of embarrassed that it made my list because Joe was giving me shit. Um, is the turning I know I know guys don't kick me off the podcast I know but the reason why this is on my list because I feel like my whole theme was out of the out of the few movies I've seen for 2020 what would I want to watch again um and I I liked this one because of the aesthetic I liked it because of the it kind of gave me like a 90s feel um it was just very pleasing to the eye was the story the best no but i would watch it again so number 10 is the turning i, I don't hate you for it man I, I liked it but i mean there's a great movie in there yeah 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 i think the main problem is just the ending i mean other than that it's not a bad movie all right uh moving on i will at number nine i uh am going with possessor um this movie is a trip. Uh, it gave me like big upgrade vibes, which I absolutely loved that movie. I mean, it's very different, but it just had like the same aesthetic in a lot of ways. Um, this one's definitely more on like the sci-fi scale, but there's definitely a lot of horror elements in there. Um, fantastically acted um, throughout the entire movie. Um, and just, just a crazy, crazy movie. And uh, yeah. Uh, Cronenberg's son here. I can't remember his first name, but uh, fantastic job with this one. And some one of probably the creepiest, creepiest imagery um, of the entire year for me. Uh, one scene in particular for anyone who's seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I definitely recommend this one. Um, and the further I've gotten away from this movie, the more I've liked it. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I saw that one on a lot of lists that I gathered too. So I'm going to need to check it out. Yeah, definitely. I think it's right up your alley, Todd. Did you, uh, is it uh, VOD or is it streaming yeah, on somewhere? Yeah, VOD. I, I don't believe Maybe. it's free streaming anywhere currently. Right. Um, and also, apparently they've changed the name to Possessor Uncut from what I am seeing. 
seeing. Um, so you might need to search that to find it. All right, coming in at number nine. Um, and my like pretty much my bottom five changed constantly before I just said fuck it and sent it. Um, but number nine, Uncle Peckerhead. And because I just thought, you know, like I said, the best performance, male performance of the year for him. The dude's great and he's just like so friendly and so likable. Yet he's like a psychopath. Um, and I love the supporting cast of characters. The band's really cool. And then like the rival band that keeps bugging them is really annoying in a good way. Uh, really fun film, Uncle Peckerhead. I think you would, if you watched it with some buddies or whatever, you would have a good time with it. So Uncle Peckerhead is currently on Amazon for the US. All right. Uh, my number nine is a movie we talked about a little bit before, and that's uh, Don't Listen. Uh, Don't Listen is a Spanish ghost film. Uh, it was a scary as hell film. There was a lot of scares in this one. It was a good story, some solid acting throughout. And uh, I just really enjoyed it. And it's one I watched late in the year. And a lot of the imagery is still sticking in my head. You know, I watched it three, four weeks ago. And um, yeah, it's definitely a memorable film and one that I feel not a lot of people checked out. So I would highly recommend this one. So don't listen. Yeah, that one That one just missed out on my list, Steve. That, But I definitely recommend it as well. Uh, all right, coming in at number eight for me is his Excuse house. Excuse you, Joe. What's that? I need to get mine. Oh, shit, sorry. All right, well. Oh, Steve, spoiler. Steve can Damn. edit that one. I will. Steve can edit that one. <laughs> Calm your fucking cock, would you? Yes, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm not just editing easy. out just to keep that in. <laughs> that can be the intro to the show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Guys, but Joe is really Joe is amped up about this episode, and I think it's, I think it's cute. He's really happy doing this episode. Um, he yelled at Steve and I in the group chat this morning when we wanted to be sleeping. But anyway, okay. So my number nine is "Come to Daddy," starring Elijah Wood, where he ends up going to a remote cabin hoping to meet his father who he hasn't seen in a really really long time um and then he quickly discovers his father his father quotation quotation um is pretty sketchy i've i liked this one because i love elijah wood i feel like his movies are always kind of quirky and with this one i didn't know what to expect um but i really enjoyed it i haven't done this in a while am i a musician yes am i a promoter yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> One of the best scenes in 2020, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's right up there with I got a poop from last year. <laughs> I got a poop. Uh, all right. Am I allowed to go now, Sam? Well, we already know what yours is. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number eight uh, for of the year is His House, uh, a Netflix horror movie. Uh, yeah, this one was a nice surprise for me. Um, you know, really just like honestly dark and depressing movie, which is probably why it doesn't go up a little higher on my list. Um, but a really like good movie and a really important message. Uh, you know, obviously taking a horror movie, but has a lot of political commentary in there as well. Um, and I really liked um, that aspect of the movie. Um, and yeah, has some genuinely like really creepy parts. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I missed out on my top, but uh, definitely good. And that guy's a prick. 
Oh yeah. So, uh, all right. Number eight is a zombie film called Yummy, and terrible name, like I said, but it's a freaking great film in my opinion. It's got some good gore, some great character stuff. The guy tries to be a hero so much, so badly, but he's just a bumbling idiot. And it gets super dark at the end there. So Yummy uh, on Shutter, check it out. Cool. Uh, my number eight, I think I'm probably the only one who has it on his top 10. And it's a movie I really enjoyed called Monstrum. It's a Japanese film, uh, kind of samurai type film. And it's got this giant monster that they named Sparkles. And it's just a really good story. It's got a lot of action. There's a really cool father-daughter uh, like chemistry in this film. Uh, in fact, I was watching uh, Mulan, like the live action version of Mulan. And all I could think of through Mulan is, well, Monstrum did it better. Like I like that samurai movie a lot better. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but I think Monstrum is just an awesome film. Uh, I think a lot of people haven't seen it, mainly because it's not super horror. It's just really gory it's in some parts and stuff with uh, the monster and stuff but uh yeah i super enjoyed it and i would highly recommend it <laughs> Funny. Uh, i forgot that one came out this year yeah i was like you're actually the only person to put it on any list so but i i think that's because a lot of people didn't see it so uh i i definitely liked it as well and i think more people should check it out sam sam sam's now here oh <laughs> Alrighty, so for my number eight, I'm gonna go with Host. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's about a few friends. They're they invite um, some kind of demonic spirit during their little Zoom call, and this came out um, like right, like not right when COVID started happening, but when we it was like maybe two or three months in, and everyone was always on Zoom all day yada, yada, yada. Um, it was pretty scary and I really liked it. Um, it was just something kind of new, but kind of not. And yeah, that's my number eight pick. Yeah. It, it hit that sweet spot, like right when everyone wasn't super annoyed yet. Yep. And like, okay, this is kind of cool, blah, blah, blah. And then now if it came out now, people would be like, ah, fuck this, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was oh, like, yeah. oh, it was during the point of where it's like, I can work from home in my sweats and make bread and yeah. <laughs> you're on episode number six of Tiger King. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And people like jerking off on conference calls and stuff. It's like... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. This movie will be like a perfect time capsule movie for like this entire pandemic. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was like, this movie was so fucking big. Like when it came out, like it was like, it wasn't just being talked about by horror fans. It was like being talked about by everyone. So definitely like one of the, the bigger horror movies of the year. And we interviewed the director actually, uh, Rob Savage. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was on the episode after our host episode. Cause we got him a little late, but uh, from the wonder very, years, a very good interview. <laughs> no, that's uh, Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. On to number uh, seven for me. Um, my number seven of the year is Vivarium. Uh, this movie was definitely the weirdest movie of the entire year for me. Um, but holy shit, it's it's just so wild that oof, it was. Oof, oof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's really all you need to say. But no, it was uh, just a really, really good movie. Um, a completely like mind bending experience and uh, one I definitely will not forget. 
All right. Mine is, number seven is host um, for all the things Sam and everyone else mentioned already. Um, good point on the time capsule 2020, like perfect, uh, like, yeah, perfect description of it. Um, some really effective scares. And I also appreciate it a lot too, because like the clearly low budget um, doesn't really hamper it at all. So you got to respect them for the cleverness they did to get the movie out. And um, plus it led to my favorite episode of our show so far, which, you know, our ghost talk. So host at number seven. Yeah. Also um, on host is the, uh, oh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Um, at my number seven, it's a movie Todd mentioned earlier, and that's Yummy. Uh, just a really fun uh, movie to watch. Uh, a lot of cool zombie action, which I always love. I love zombie films. Uh, this is one, I think it's the only one on my list that has a mangled dick in a year that had a lot of fucking mangled dick scenes. Lots of dickies. Yeah, a lot of dicks in, the, in this year, but uh, this is the only one that made my top 10. I just enjoyed it. I just had a lot of fun watching it. I, I had no idea where they were going to go next. It was literally like, where where the hell is this movie going? You know, all these things were happening. Uh, there were people in different parts of the hospital they were in and stuff. And it was just an enjoyable film. And uh, one I don't see people talk about too much, so... Hopefully this will, you know, kind of just bump it back out there in the uh, stratosphere and uh, hopefully some more people will watch it. So yummy. What was that? Number seven, Steve? Yeah. Okay. Um, so my number seven, I'm going with Vivarium. Joe, was that your number seven as well? It was. Okay. Well, never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I really liked it. I It was kind of... I don't know. I feel like I can guess what the movie's going to be about right at the beginning. And this one, I didn't know where it was going. Um, it was depressing at times. It made me feel a lot of uh, anxiety and frustration. And I loved uh, Jesse Eisenberg's performance and also Imogen Poots. So that's why it's my number seven. All righty. All right. My number six uh, is Relic. Um this movie was dark and bleak, but also at times kind of like oddly beautiful, like at, like especially like the ending. It was very melancholic, um, but I mean, I just loved it. Like it, it just like is I mean, it's just like a great um, like metaphor for like life and losing a loved one and uh yeah i mean i just love movies like that uh obviously like you know based on this list you're seeing a few already that I, i've said that about but uh just like and the ending of this movie is just so completely memorable to me it's definitely one of the more memorable scenes of the entire year and it's actually like one of the uh only movies of the year that i actually like got emotional like with the ending of it and uh yeah that's why it's high up on my list all right well uh number six is one that I'm really glad I watched because I was really burned out on 2020 last couple of weeks. And I think Joe forced me to watch it. Anything for Jackson. Um, kind of a goofy name. Um, doesn't really like explain what the film is, but it, man, this movie does not hold back. It, once it starts, it start doesn't stop. Um, very demented. Also, one of the scariest things is that how normal the couple is. They're just doing like this evil thing, just like a nice older couple. Um, treating this girl poorly and fucking around with the devil and everything so uh yeah anything for jackson's really scary effective film plus justice for rory really nice guy and he didn't deserve it 
<laughs> God, I wish I could watch it. It's not available here, unfortunately. But when it is, I will definitely check it out. Uh, my number was a six. My number six is um, Hunter Hunter. So Joe talked about it a little bit before, and I talked about it at the beginning of the show in the question period. Uh, this is definitely a slow burn, uh, like Joe said before. It just, but to me, I thought that was kind of what really like brought this movie. It's like I don't mind a slow burn if it sticks to landing, and this one really just ramps up slowly, uh, but ramps up and ramps up and ramps up, and holy shit, the last twenty minutes is beyond anything I've seen in twenty twenty. Just fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I, I totally people need to go see this film. Like I said, the best uh, performance of the year uh, came from this film for me, and it was just such a great uh, ending that it really made this whole film and burned it into my mind. And that's why I put it uh, kind of so high on the list. So, Hunter Hunter at number six. Jeez, I'm about to watch this. I know, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm starting to see in hard groups, people are finally starting to see it. and People are echoing me and Steve's thing, uh, are really enjoying this movie, and everyone is going crazy about those last 20 minutes. Uh, it's disturbing and amazing. Like, it, it's it's unlike anything you've seen this year. Wow. Might have to watch that before I go to bed tonight. Uh, yeah, I think you should. On it. I mean, I... It, Will it give I, me nightmares, though? Quite possibly. God damn it. <laughs> not the nightmares you're thinking of though okay maybe i don't know <laughs> all righty um what number six yes okay so i think joe and i mentioned this did we talk about the rental for what watched last week we did okay um so my number six is the rental this was uh the movie that was directed by dave franco that's right, Todd. He gets two whistles. And just a reminder, uh, it's about two couples on an oceanside getaway. They grow suspicious uh, that the host of their rental house may be spying on them. And it kind of takes a crazy turn. It's really good. I definitely recommend it. I would watch this uh, for a second time. Alrighty, uh, my number five, we are in the top five, folks. Uh, my number five of the year is Gretel and Hansel. Uh, I loved this movie. Yeah, buddy, mine's number five, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I love you, Steve. Witch <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love witch movies, so this was just, like, right up my alley, and this was just, like, such a great take on the you know, Hansel and Gretel story, uh, flipping it, obviously, with Gretel being first, is this is definitely a movie about uh, women empowerment in a lot of ways. And uh, the performance by the witch here is just, I don't know the actress's name, but she's completely top-notch in this. Um, I love the whole aesthetic of this movie. It looks beautiful. I love the soundtrack. Um, I, I just love this movie. Yeah, number five, Gretel and Hansel, same exact thing Joe said. Um, performances were just top-notch, love the imagery, um, just everything about it. I can understand why people don't like it and think it's boring, um, but yeah, I, for one, was really into it. I wanted to watch the second time, but I never got around to it, so yeah, man, number five. 
Yeah, and for the record, I did watch it twice. I uh, watched it again last week, and it didn't really do oh. anything for me. The well, second time, sleep, not even a little bit more. It wasn't a little bit more no. enjoyable, Steve. No, I just find it boring. Oh. Like oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's just suck it, Steve. Yeah. Uh, that was not but, me, by the way. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, that sounded just like me. <laughs> uh, I heard a right. little voice come in. Right. <laughs> So at my number five, we talked to the movie quite a bit uh, this episode, so I'm not going to say too much more about it, but it's The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, just an absolutely fucking scary movie. And I love a good scary movie, you know? Um, and this one is definitely on that spectrum. A great score um, that throughout the whole film, there's some in- very cool imagery. Uh, the drawn out scares are fantastic and the performances are really good. My only knock on it is that there's like no levity at all. There's nothing joyful about this movie. Like usually movies like this, they kind of give you a little bit of kind of uptimes just to balance it out. But this one is dreadful from beginning to end, but still very enjoyable movie. And I hope a lot of people check it out. So that's The Dark and the Wicked. Nice. Um, Okay, so my number five is Invisible Man. Did anyone say this one yet? Joe, I think you did. No. Oh, you didn't? Negative. No one said this yet? Nope. What did you say, you guys, Sam? Invisible Man. You guys probably don't even have it oh. on your list. Why am I not surprised? Anyway, um, not much to say about this except for, obviously, Elizabeth Moss was amazing in it. Um, she was a very kick-ass female, and I love movies like that. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it. All right. Well, Sam, I didn't say well, it because my number four movie is The Invisible Man. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Lee Wanell took a character that was, to me, dull and boring and hadn't had anything good in quite a long time and um, revitalized the, the character and revitalized the entire Universal Monsters franchise. He's going to be doing Wolfman soon um and i'm very excited for that um elizabeth moss just gives a fantastic performance and there's just a lot of good in this movie a lot of great stuff a lot of great tension um you know uh yeah i mean i just loved it and yeah that's it all right top four time number four the lodge um Shoot, superb. I think it's gonna be higher on a couple of your guys' lists, but uh, you know, well acted throughout. Love the story, kind of unbelievable toward in there with the dad leaving his kids alone with psycho girlfriend. But I know she's recovering and stuff like that, so whatever, we can forgive it. Um, but a, a nice ending that you don't see coming, and I appreciate that they went there. Um, yeah, those kids are little assholes, but good movie, The Lodge. Uh, at my number four, it's another scary film, and that's his house um it, it's it's a lot it's on kind of the same level as dark and the wicked for me there's a lot of great scares in this one what but what puts it over dark and the wicked is that there's also a really good uh message and also a terrifying message throughout the film and i was just really hooked into where they were going with this what the twists were which were really interesting like todd said guys a motherfucker <laughs> but uh you have to watch the movie to understand why and I just really liked the performance in this. I was interested to see what happened to the couple. Uh, the imagery was really striking. Um, the scares weren't as good as Dark and the Wicked, but there were still some very uh, 
like tense, you know, a few little scary moments in here. So I really, really fucking love this film. And that's uh, his house. Okay. So my number four is don't judge me. Anyone is freaky. Um, I loved this one so much. I always enjoy horror comedies, and this was just like a spin with the Freaky Friday thing. Um, it was very like um, bubble gum in a good way, like bubble gummy, yummy, you know, and it was very spunky. It has Vince Vaughn in it, which is amazing. He's hilarious, and the main girl was really good. And I think if you haven't watched this one, you definitely should check it out. And it's going to be uh, one that I watch every year come October. Or maybe even every Friday the 13th that we come across, I think. So yeah, Freaky is my number four pick. Yeah, and I'm not judging you at all, Sam, because um, it did not make my top 10. But I really did. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And uh, it was okay. very close to making my top 10. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it as well. And Todd, I actually think I, as far as horror comedy goes, I think I enjoyed it just a little bit more than Uncle Peckerhead um, this year. However, I like Uncle Peckerhead as the whole, like the character of Uncle Peckerhead better than the whole freaky movie combined. So, uh, but I, I, I think, uh, I think people should check out freaky. I know even if you're not a fan of happy death day and Blumhouse, uh, if you're a Vince Vaughn fan, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with this one. Uh, all Todd, right. you should so watch this one talk? with your daughter. For Is like it a dad child and daughter appropriate? Night. Uh, I don't think it's child appropriate, no. Would she get it, though? Um, 11-year-olds are older than what we used to be. <laughs> I mean, there's no, like, hardcore, but there's definitely some sex jokes in there. I feel like that would go over their head, but there's some pretty good, there's, like, some awesome kills, so there's I don't some, know which, which really one you're work. looking out more to avoid so never mind okay <laughs> all righty top three ladies and gentlemen we're getting into the meat and potatoes now uh number three for me is the platform uh we had a fantastic discussion about this movie on the podcast um it's a really like awesome and really like unique movie uh obviously with you know with the prison this the food coming down i mean obviously like a really good um metaphor about you know classes and society and whatnot um but all thrown into this crazy super graphic and violent prison uh i was enthralled the whole time i could not take my eyes off the screen i could not wait to see what happened next um and yeah i loved it yeah i love the platform it was in my top 10 forever but then you know, a couple of months went by and I just didn't think about it anymore. So I left it off, but it's a freaking great movie. So spoiler. Um, number three, one I'm super happy I watched because I put it off because the ending, or the title is just terrible. It's called Hashtag Alive, uh, Korean zombie film. And it's just a lot of fun, man. There's some moments where you got to be like, eh, come on. But overall, um, like the characters are great. The situations are awesome. Zombies are freaking cool um action-packed well-paced and i just loved it so hashtag alive on netflix todd what moments were you like come on um like when they got down from and they're running like across like the uh, oh yeah 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 okay i was like really no one's tacking them yet so (laughs) that's every zombie movie (laughs) 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So it didn't take anything away. All right. Uh, my number three, uh, we, uh, I've, I've heard it mentioned, I forget who at what point, but uh, it was Vivarium. So Ooh. this one was one of the movies that I enjoyed our discussion so much. I watched it after our review for a second or third time, maybe. I think it might've been a third time because I think I watched it and I watched it right before the review. Then I watched it right after the review. And the, every time I watch it, I see new things. And we it was just really interesting as to what each of our uh, ideas of what this movie was about and what certain scenes were about and everything. And it was such, such, such a really cool and deep film that I really enjoy. The performances are fantastic. I think it was Todd that said Imogen Poots was just so fucking good in her role, and Jesse Eisenberg was as well. As a kid, God, he was annoying, but he did his role like so <laughs> fucking well. Like I usually hate kids acting; like usually they're terrible. But in this, he played his role perfectly. Uh, he did, he conveyed what he needed to convey, and I think there's just a love, a lot to love about this movie. And it, I definitely still think about it today. So Vivarium, I think, was a worthy number. Three for me. So my number three is um, Gretel and Hansel. I don't have much to add besides what Joe and Todd talked about. Joe, I feel like this was the last movie that we saw in theater. Am I wrong? You are. You would be wrong. It was uh, the last movie we saw in theaters was uh, The Lodge. Oh, it was. I was thinking it was okay. That makes sense. Gretel and Hansel was very close. Like maybe. Yeah, it was pretty. When were these in the theater? Because the last one I saw was um, Invisible Man. Uh, they definitely both were. It was we saw the Lodge back in February, and Gretel mm. and Hansel must have been right around the same time. Gretel and Hansel might even have been January. Uh, yeah, I think it was January. Okay, well, never mind. Um. But anyways, I loved Gretel and Hansel so much. Um, just like mentioned before, the, the cinematography is so beautiful. It will make your soul melt watching it. It is so lovely. So eye-pleasing. Um, the score is fantastic. I loved the focus on Gretel and how the movie examined female power. Um, the witch was really cool. And I thought Sophia Lillis did an amazing job and I actually want to watch this one soon. So that's my number three pick. What? What's wrong with you, Steve? What's, what do you have against like women? Being <laughs> do you think, is it too like magical, <laughs> like too whimsical, too ABC family? Like, what is it? Too boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> All it's right. Like, how many times does Steve have to tell us, like, it's fucking boring? <laughs> Steve will kill us tonight, I'm sure. All right. Uh, number two for me is The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, yeah, this movie just like came out of nowhere. And when I did see it, it like blew me away. Like I just was not expecting this. Uh, you know, we got the screener sent to us. So we got to see it a little bit earlier than uh, some, you know, everyone else. And, you know, when I did see it, I was like, holy shit. I hope like you know, I'm right. And it's as good as I think it was. And then Steve saw it and he loved it. And I'm seeing a lot of other people loving it out there. So um, I'm just, I'm so happy that this movie is getting uh, some recognition out there. Uh, you know, it definitely has like an A24 movie vibe to me. Like it just has that dark foreboding, uh, you know, themes going on throughout uh yeah this one just, just some fantastic scares and and goats how can you go wrong got your goats got your goat finish 
Okay. Number two. Does anyone want to make a guess? The Lodge? I've kind of, well, I already know, so I can't. That's the, true. The, the Lodge? lodge is oh, you number, do? The Lodge is number four. Oh, you talked about it. Yep. Sure. All right. Um, nope. Okay. All right. Number two. One of the best anthologies I've seen in a shit long time. The Mortuary Collection. Um, whew, great movie, man. Great, great, great movie. The wraparound was awesome. I loved it. Um, the babysitter one was a cool twist. The freaking uh, frat boy being a ladies' man, having sex with the girls. It's one of the best shorts I've seen in a long time as well. And like very gruesome. So Mortuary Collection is an all-around great anthology. So check it out. Yeah, it didn't make my top 10, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk about what? it. But uh, yeah, it's just so, so good. Uh, and it's one, it's probably my biggest regret of movies we didn't review this year that I wish we had, because uh, there was a lot to talk about. And another uh, mangled dick in that one. So lots of dicks. Lots yeah, of dick this year. It, yeah. It didn't make, it didn't make my top 10 either, Todd, but. Uh, what? The, you're a li- dirty liar. First you I, said Uncle Peckerhead was going to be on there. It wasn't. I had like 20, I, I narrowed it down to 20 and it was hard. <laughs> um, but it was, it was in my top 20. Uh, I really enjoyed it, so I, I would recommend it as well. I mean, I did give Clancy Brown the Best Actor of the Year award, so <laughs> I do respect it on some level. Uh, my number two is one that uh, I think none of us wanted to watch because the name was so stupid, but I decided to dive in, and I'm super happy I did, and that was Hashtag Alive. Uh, the best way to describe this, and I've described this to a lot of people because I have a lot of gamer friends, and it's basically Train to Busan, from the perspective of a lonely gamer alone in an apartment, uh, which is a perspective I definitely could relate to. You know, I was that guy uh, maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago where, you know, he doesn't know much about life. He kind of relies on his parents and he doesn't have really any skills. He gets, uh, you know, influence in interesting ways. Like, for example, um, he, he has this last bowl of soup that he's saving in case of like emergency before he starves. But then he sees a commercial on TV that that shows that soup, so he eats it. Uh, just he, I, I, I could just relate to this guy on a lot of levels. Uh, it was also super intense, and I never knew what to expect next. And I just had such a fucking blast uh, watching this film. It was such a fun film. And as soon as I saw it, I told everyone I, they had to watch it. And I've been kind of beating the drum all year round uh, since I saw it to make people watch it. Um, the only thing that's stopping people is it's a Korean movie, which I don't think should stop anyone because there's a lot of great foreign films out there. And uh, yeah, Hashtag Alive is fucking fantastic. So if you like Train to Busan, it's, uh, you should definitely check this one out. It's not as intense as Train to Busan and not as good because Train to Busan is spectacular, but it's definitely you know, in that same like kind of vein. And I fucking adore this film. So number two, Hashtag Alive. And the name makes sense once you watch it. It actually ma- makes sense, but uh, it is stupid it, on face value. It it does. I, I think that's what's holding it back, honestly, from getting up the train to Busan status because the name's just terrible. Like train to Busan's like, ooh, that's interesting. What's that about? But hashtag alive just sounds like, especially for for people that are out of the age group, like maybe in the forties, fifties, that don't understand hashtag. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're like, because I call it pound signed. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. do you? Well, that's what you it is. Talk- that's yeah, what the fuck it is. It's a pound I know, sign. And that's what it is. But do you go, hey, uh, check out Pound Pound Alive? <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> damn it. But I'm saying, like, oh people older than me definitely don't know what hashtag is. Yeah. You know I mean? So the name is just fucking terrible. So 
Maybe it should have been kept. Okay, well, let me go ahead and interrupt you guys because right. my number two is pound sign alive <laughs> as well. <laughs> you guys, I fucking loved this movie so much. Um, before Steve was banging on his little drum, I saw a clip. I think I, it was when I was trying to find something to watch on Netflix a while ago. And you know how when you scroll over, it just starts playing like the trailer. Um, so I immediately saw um, the main character and like there was something that scared him. It like jumped off right when it started the trailer. And I was like, oh my gosh, this already looks so good. And so I didn't finish the trailer because I wanted to be surprised. Um, but I just had a good feeling about this movie that it was going to be really good. And after watching it, it is so good. I loved it so much. I was kind of arguing with Joe because he was like yeah it was good but I mean it's just like a zombie movie and I'm like Joe there are zombie movies but then there's also zombie movies like Train to Busan and then also Hashtag Alive like there's such a difference I don't know what that difference is um I feel like Todd and Steve are more of the zombie experts but I characters it's the characters okay it's the zombies too I feel like these were really good zombies the makeup was really good um they were very believable and I loved that it was it was kind of like he went through the battle of giving up hope um and then having hope like it was an up and down and I wanted to touch on what Todd was saying so my part Todd where I was like come on now not the part of where they were on the street together, but it was the part where we were introduced to the female co-star of her running through the cars, doing fucking somersaults with a hat, a backpack on. And I'm like, girl, you would have been eaten already. But it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. And I would definitely watch this more than once. Yeah. And I I, maybe, sorry, Steve can jump in too, but the reason I Dawn of the Dead is my favorite horror movie is not because of zombies. Cause let's be, let's be real here. They're not the best looking. It's mm-hmm. the characters like, and their interactions with each other. So I think what separates a standard zombie movie from a great one is the characters like trying to piss on, like he's trying to write to his daughter, like how much more intimate can you, can you get? And then we have this mm-hmm. one guy, you know, let's, let's face it. It's kind of a loser. Um, and now he's stuck in this, um, no win situation pretty much and then he has to get out of it so that's that's why I like it anyway yeah I thought it was so sweet that he was so um attached attached to his mom I guess you could say like he just found so much hope in any voicemail that he got and then he started imagining his mom coming home I just thought that was really endearing yeah great film just definitely Mm -hmm. and, and I agree with Todd the move when a good zombie film shouldn't be about the zombies it should be about the characters within this zombie world and Mm -hmm. that's what uh, i definitely like about the good zombie films the ones that just focus on the zombies then you're not getting the point you know and that that goes for really most horror films it's about the people in you know when it really comes down to it so yeah this one is great i just i can Uh, totally identify with this guy (laughs) Also, I'd like to go ahead and pitch a new movie title for this. What about, what if they called it um, Try to Survive? Since that was his little post-it note. How about just, how about just a lie? Hey, you shut up, Joe. There's already an alive movie out, <laughs> Joe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll speak on it because it, it, I'm the only one that didn't have it in the top 10, but it was definitely an honorable mention uh, for me, uh, I really liked this one as well. So um, it's not that I, I didn't 
like the movie. It just um, just missed out. You just don't like us, and you wanted exactly. to stick it to us. <laughs> you wanted exactly. to stick it to us. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Are we ready for everyone's number ones? Let's do it. Yes. All right. My number one, I don't think, is a big surprise to anyone because uh, I've been championing this movie pretty much all year. Um, and that is The Lodge. Um, this movie just blew me away. I mean, me and Sam started in theaters, and when that uh, screen went black, I just, like, me and Sam both kind of just looked at each other, and we were like, holy shit. Like, it just, like, hit all the bright beats for me. Uh, the winter setting was fantastic. Like, gave me some shining vibes here and there. Um, the dog's even named Grady. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and then just, you know, you throw in the cult theme, which I, I love cult movies, uh, and just an ending that is so bleak and dark and just perfect for a horror movie. Um, yeah, there's just like, there was just so much to like about this movie for me. Uh, and I loved it. And, uh, I was teetering back and forth between this and the dark and the wicked for my number one. Uh, the reason I put this over the top is because I thought the ending was um, better in this one. And that, that's really the only reason. Joe, you just changed your number one. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. where, where did you put anything for Jackson in the 10? Anything for Jackson did not make my top 10. Surprising. Um, yeah, it was, it was a tough year, man. Like I had... Once I got down to 20, it was it was so hard. Um, and there were movies I definitely left off that I wanted to put on there. Anything for Jackson definitely being one of them. And I will say, Todd, since you asked, uh, the only reason I left anything for Jackson off was because I found that they were, it was a bit similar to both um, The Dark and the Wicked and The Lodge. And I liked both those movies better. So I decided to bump it uh, off to give another movie um, that didn't have the same type of theme a little more recognition. All right. Uh, all right. My number one is a movie that I've always suggested to people, especially at the end of the year when I ask people for lists. I'm like, you know, you got to see Vivarium. Um, two main actors are freaking great. The kid is super fucking creepy with his voice. And what's this, a dog? And just, oh, man, everything about it. The thought of getting trapped in a neighborhood that's identical and you can't get out is just uh, pretty scary. Um, all the things they did, I mean, were natural things you would try to do, you know, burning down another house, um, riding something on the roof, uh, skipping across everyone's yards, things like that. Just very believable. Um, and you know what? It didn't tell you what was happening at the end. It left it up to a good discussion for a pod. And I think anyone's interpretation could be correct. So that's awesome too. And Vivarium, man, screw that kid. Um, you got to kill mm -hmm. him and then wait for the aliens or ghosts or interdimensional beans or whatever the hell it is to come get you so vivarium number one todd you didn't get my sound effects what'd you do are you kissing something no when he like walks into the people having sex doesn't he like clap his hands so oh. he, <laughs> <laughs> he does that in, like one of like the quick scenes when he's in the other dimension yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> um so my number one it was part of my favorite episode that we did in 2020, and that is uh, the Spanish film The Platform. Uh, no movie this year made me think more than The Platform, and no pun intended, this movie has so many levels. Like, I just, 
love how many different interpretations we came up with, how many uh, different like thoughts we had with this one. And we went into a really deep discussion about what everything meant. And there was just so much and all of it made sense. It was just so much fun to discuss. When I was watching this, I was so interested to see what would happen next. You know, every time he got gassed, I was like, oh shit, where's he going to be? Is he going to be level one? Is he going to be level 200? Who knows, you know? And I just didn't know where the fuck it was going. And it was so fucking interesting. I love this movie. Uh, just, yeah, honestly, a fantastic film in every way. The acting was great. Uh, visually, it was very um, striking. Uh, it's just such a great film. Like, there's just, I, I don't have a lot of negatives about this one. Uh, just adored it from beginning to end. Now, it's a, a little bit of a gross movie because they're dealing with food and watching people eat is one of the things that really like disgust me sometimes, especially when they do it in this, uh, in this way. But uh, yeah, this one hit all the notes for me. Um, the only thing I would knock it on is a little bit of the end. But as we discussed in that episode, uh, I don't, I do understand why they had such an open-ended uh, ending as opposed to having something that was more concrete, because I think there was nothing that they could show on camera that would satisfy the audience. Uh, I think by leaving it open, you're leaving it more to interpretation in that sense. I think it was more interesting. So the platform, absolutely fucking fantastic movie that you can find over on Netflix. Alrighty, and my number one is, I know it's no surprise, I'm going with The Lodge. Um, I don't have anything else to really add since Joe took all of my notes, um, but I'm going to ride and die for The Lodge. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's very dreadful. Um, I love that it's in the middle, uh, the middle, the middle of nowhere, in the middle of winter, the ending was insane um you got to see a little bit of alicia silverstone who doesn't love that uh it's a really good movie and i'll ride and die until i die justice for uh silverstone there man she got the raw deal she did mm. all righty well loved hearing everyone's lists um are we doing on did you guys want to do throw out any honorable mentions um Ones that maybe just missed out your list before we get into our ultimate top 10? Um, let me start off with the honorable mentions because I didn't have a list, but there are three movies that I haven't, well, wait, okay. Three movies that I have seen, but I keep getting them mixed up and I have to ask Joe every five minutes, which one is which. So no order, but anything for Jackson pretty good relic and uh the dark and the wicked all right mine are the platform great movie dark and the wicked great movie and the visible man uh not a great movie but a very very good movie um so is my three yeah and uh for me i would say host because of how like of a time capsule it was like joe said um, the special because I had so much fun telling people about this movie and just shows how fucking crazy the horror genre can be and of all the films I saw in 2020 if you ask me in 10 years which one did you watch the most like over the next 10 years it's probably Hubie Halloween I think it's going to be an okay. annual tradition for me and it wasn't the greatest film it, it was in my top like 20 but uh, it's definitely something I see myself watching every year going forward because it just captures Halloween so well so huge shout out to Hubie Halloween Shout out to all them free shirts too. 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they have to have some kind of error in their shipping or something because yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, my three are uh, in no particular order. Uh, number one, Spree. Um, didn't really hear anyone else talk about it this year. Um, and I really want more people to go and check it out. It's such a fun movie. Uh, Joe Carey's performance is fantastic and it's just, it's just bonkers. Uh, number two, I'm going to give it to anything for Jackson. I uh, just missed out on my list. Uh, if you're into cult satanic type movies, this one would be right up your alley. And uh, uh, Julian Richings uh, is just, he's a treat. I love that guy. Um, and then my last one, I am going to give it to uh, Freaky. Really liked it. Uh, Vince Vaughn, great performance. A lot of fun. Uh, really fun movie. Uh, all right. We ready for uh, our ultimate top 10, ladies and gentlemen? Hell yes. Hit, hit us with your favorite word, like you're saying. What's that? Ultimate? No, you'll say it. I'll wait oh. for you to say it, and then I'll call it out. All right. All right. So our ultimate top 10, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically, we asked um, fellow podcasters, friends, uh, listeners to give us their uh, best of 2020 lists. And uh, I go, I crunch the numbers and make the ultimate top 10 list. So here we go. I'm going to start off with the honorable mentions. Um, just three that just missed the list by their skin, the skin of their teeth. Uh, the first honorable mention is Possessor. Uh, Possessor was on six of the 20 ballots. Uh, oh, I should mention too uh, that we received 20 total lists this year. Um, and th listen to this, guys. Of the 20 lists we received, 78 different movies received a vote Jeez. so it was very very um you know uh you know out there a lot of different lists uh a lot of different movies so uh i think we have a very good top 10 though so all right uh first honorable mention is possessor possessor received uh 50 points it was on six of 20 ballots and it topped out with um one third place vote all right next honorable mention is we actually had a tie. Uh, VFW and Anything for Jackson both received 52 points. Um, VFW was on three of the 20 ballots and received one first place vote. Uh, Anything for Jackson uh, was on five of the 20 ballots and peaked with one second place vote. And our last honorable mention, a movie that was actually on none of our top 10 lists and missed out on the top 10, ultimate top 10, by literally two points. Um, and that was Underwater. Uh, Underwater received 62 points, was on seven of the 20 ballots, and peaked with one second place vote. All righty. Any thoughts before we get into the ultimate? No. All righty. All right. Coming in at number 10, Gretel and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel received 64 points, was on seven of the 20 ballots, and peaked with a one third place vote. Coming in at number nine, Vivarium. Uh, Vivarium received 66 points, was on five of the 20 ballots, and, and peaked with a first place vote, which uh, was that one of us? That was me. That was Todd. All right. 
There we go. All right, coming in at number eight, His House. Uh, His House received 68 points, was on six of the 20 ballots, and received um, and peaked at uh, one second place vote. All right, coming in at number seven, Freaky. Uh, Freaky received 76 points, was on six of the 20 ballots, and peaked with one first place vote. Uh, all right, so uh, the next six movies, um, they were like the complete runaway, the runaways. Um, they were far and away uh, the, the, the top six here because um, Freaky receiving 76 uh, points. Our next movie, the number six movie, received 140 points. So you can see, the I mean, a big jump up um, from here on out. So coming in at number six was The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked received 140 points, was on nine of the 20, uh, nine of the 20 ballots, and actually received four first place votes, which was actually the most first place votes of any of the movies. So uh, big shout out to The Dark and the Wicked. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your top five. The top five horror movies of 2020 were at number five, Host. Host received 142 points, was on 12 of the 20 ballots, um, and peaked with four second-place votes. Coming in at number four, Pound Sign Alive. Uh, hashtag Alive. <laughs> hashtag Alive received 144 points, was on 11 of the 20 ballots, and peaked with one first-place vote. All righty. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the top three. How are you guys feeling so far with this top ten? Pretty good. Oh, All right. Yeah. All righty. Coming in at number three was The Platform. The Platform received 146 points, was on 10 of the 20 ballots, and peaked with two first-place votes. All right. Coming in at number two. You guys want to hear number two or number one first? Number two. All right. Coming in at number two, The Lodge. The Lodge received 148 points, was on 11 of 20 ballots, and peaked with three first place votes. So here, that leaves us with the number one movie, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to say, the number one movie was actually a runaway. Um, and Steve, drum roll, please. number one movie of 2020 the invisible man the invisible man received 162 points was on 13 of the 20 ballots and peaked with only one first place vote but was um received a lot of second and third place votes which is why um they that was your number one movie of the year now, would that movie have been number one, you think, if 2020 had all their horror lineups? I don't think nope. it would be. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think that was, you know, obviously the biggest mainstream movie to come out this year. And I, I think that is why probably, you know, it's 
you know, in so many people's heads. It's still a very good movie, though. I mean, I, I don't fault people for putting it so high. Yeah, I, I, I actually got the comment. So I asked some people that couldn't provide lists, and I asked them why, and they said I didn't see enough horror movies in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw 63 myself. There was a lot, but yet it wasn't mainstream this year. It had to, It was a lot of indie. It was a lot of foreign. Uh, and I would dare say I thought 2020 was stronger than 2019. So, you know, I don't think it's all about mainstream. Uh, of course, yeah. I think the majority of people only watch the mainstream stuff, but I think you should really try to check out some of the smaller stuff. And some of them we mentioned tonight because there's some awesome shit that came out this year. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, because I I feel like most of mine are mainstream. The only ones that weren't were, there was a few that weren't. Um, but that's why I didn't feel like I saw a lot, whereas you guys did way more digging than I had the patience for. And I remember some of the listeners said that they felt like they didn't watch that much, but Steve's right. Like you really have to do the digging. Um, and I will say that's why I like our podcast, because I feel like Joe's really great at digging. So is Todd and Steve. Um, So yeah, I'm glad that you guys give other options for the listeners to watch instead of just the, you know, usual. That's funny. Uh, I think we made the observation before, but screeners in 2019 were always like, oh, fuck, it's going to be awful. (laughs) And I would often watch them because they were so bad. Screeners in 2020 were some of the best fucking films I watched. Um, so yeah, it's like the indie, I feel like the indie people were trying to push their movies more this year because this was their shot. This was their opportunity that they'll probably never get again. Like, I don't think so it was, and it was awesome. And I think this hopefully will bring more people to watch movies like that. So good job. Yeah. It was a double-edged sword though. You know, like, like you said, you had to, you had to dig and work a little bit harder for films this year. Um, you know, a lot of, not a lot of people want to dig through, you know, 10 different freaking streaming services to find stuff. No. So. It sucks. But 2021, I mean, knock on wood. I don't know how it's, you know, the first of the year is going to pan out, but the end of the year should be fucking stacked. So we'll see. Get your vaccinations and wear your fucking masks. Yeah. Woo woo. And I will say out of the 20 lists we received, 13 different movies received a first place vote. So it was, you know, people were definitely all over the map this year. Um, uh, Joe, I know you don't have a lot of time, but can you give us a few stats of like movies that surprised you or number ones that no one mentioned or things like that? Sure. So I, I think the biggest surprise on the ultimate list to me was Freaky. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I didn't think a lot of people like saw it or even, I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. So that was definitely my uh, the biggest surprise for me. Um, as far as um, some first place votes, so one movie that received two first place votes that I have never seen or heard of is Get Duped. Is anyone familiar with that one? Just, I've heard it, but... Just from the two guys that had it on my list. I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it was actually the only two... Uh, they were the only two that even had it on their list, and they both had it at number one. Yeah, shout out to uh, Death by Stereo Podcast. They both had their that movie on number one. Okay. Um, another movie that um, received quite a f- uh, it was on three of the ballots so you know not a lot but they were both um, very high on the ballots and that was vampires versus the Bronx which I am actually hearing very good things about and a lot of people are comparing it to a modern day the monster squad and it's currently mm-hmm. streaming it's currently streaming on Netflix 
Um, what else did we have that came got some good votes here? Um, well, I want to talk about Underwater a little bit because that one literally just missed out on the top ten, oh, and it was yeah. on it was on none of our lists. Um, but I, I did think it was a good movie. I did, I did too. too. Jinx. It was really good. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was happy to see that getting some love. I know a lot of people were, um, you know, a little bit down on it. I think mainly because of the Kristen Stewart connection. But I think people should definitely check it out. You know, even if you're not a big Kristen Stewart fan, uh, especially if you're into like Lovecraftian stuff, because uh, there's like a lot of uh, Lovecraft stuff in there. Um, so I think people would um, dig it. Um, one movie that received a first place vote and was on um, four ballots actually was a movie we absolutely trashed in our view and that was the hunt yeah <laughs> uh, i hate that <laughs> yeah. me too but you know each their own i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh let me see any other ones here that might be of note um i know one of my oh, lists yeah. put uh the wolf house as number one i never even heard of this movie <laughs> Wolf yeah, House. no, same. I've never heard of it either. That that was only on the one ballot, but it did receive um, a first place vote. Um, one B, uh, one BR that was on Steve's that um, did, had a pretty good showing. It was on five ballots of the twenty. Um, another one was that Steve wasn't a fan of, but La Llorona, um was on. It was only on three ballots, but all three people had it um, in their top four or higher so uh and i'm actually seeing a lot of uh other um outlet media outlets putting that pretty high so i think that might be one i end up checking out even though steve wasn't too high on it yeah and for for memory uh it's a decent movie but it's not horror like to me it's like in that that scene in jurassic park when they first go to uh the dinosaur thing and they're in a dinosaur pit and they're just like uh, are there any dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour here (laughs) Uh, that's what La Llorona felt like. It's like, uh, is <laughs> she going to show up in this film? Like, <laughs> why, why is this movie more about like political uprising than, you know, anything ghosts? And it's just, I don't know. It really didn't hit for me. Yeah. Uh, another one that this one was on quite, this one was on four ballots um, and uh, actually peaked with a second place vote um, was Swallow. Um, and I've talked about that one on the podcast. I think I'm the only one that's seen it out of the four of us, but uh, that is definitely one I think could be up a lot of people's alleys. So I think that one is definitely one too that um, deserves a little recognition that uh, people might've missed this year and should check out. Um, And yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, Another movie I'd never heard of promising young woman Um, that made it on a couple of lists as well. That's actually in theaters right now. Is it? Okay. Yeah that could be one worth uh checking out um and yeah one of sam's favorites here the craft uh legacy received two votes which i I hated it i I think sam liked it a little more than i did but a little bit not much Uh, todd you'll be happy to hear or maybe not i'm just kidding uh train to busan peninsula did did make someone's top 10 no yeah no indeed um also making two lists uh and i'm actually really excited to uh check this one out because i had never heard of it but it's called the curse of audrey earnshaw um and people can are comparing it to um the witch so um that is one i'm definitely going to have to be checking out very soon how many ghosts does it have in it 
I don't know. Well, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a goat on that one. Um, and then one other movie that received a first place vote um, was Blood Quantum, which I think I think three of the four of us seen it. Yeah, the Indian uh, yeah. zombie movie. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. That received a first place vote as well. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. So yeah. you you had mentioned that uh, Todd and I tied for the least of our list that had top ten. That is correct. You both had um, five uh, of the ten movies on your list. Sam had six of the ten, and your number one, May Joe, I had seven of the ten. Number one slash third best in trivia, but hey, who's exactly. counting? Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, a pretty solid ultimate top 10 for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, The Invisible Man definitely surprised me when I was going like through the points. I, I was shocked um, that it was, you know. I just imagined Joe with this like little binder flipping back and forth like, no, this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say it really like shocked me, but I knew it was definitely going to make the top 10, but I was, I was surprised to see it at number one, but I guess I shouldn't considering the year and not much mainstream coming out. So yeah. I don't know. What, what was number one last year? Does anyone remember? Oh, uh, what was Halloween? That's 2018. Huh? Was it midsummer? It may have been midsummer. probably. Yeah. yeah. And they got to go work, but um, one most anticipated film next year. I know mine's going to be the new jigsaw movie. What about you guys? Mm. I'm yeah. going to give it to Halloween. Okay. I'm going to say Candyman. I'm going Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, four different films. Yeah. <laughs> that were all supposed I to hope... come out last year. <laughs> yeah. I, I really I really hope this shit gets settled, man, because obviously for selfish reasons, we all want movies. There's more important issues out there like people being sick. But for selfish reasons, man, we need some movies out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be fun to get back there, get some popcorn, awesome some nachos. Excited. I'm also excited for St. Maud, which is the new A24 movie mm. um, that a lot of people have already seen, I guess. It's screened and it's getting a lot of good buzz. And one that actually made a list this year, um, it got super limited release, but people are talking very highly of it, and that's Synchronic. Um, and anyone who has seen uh, The Endless, it's the same directors who did that movie, which was really, really good. So I'm excited to see what their follow-up is. The Endless and that uh, that one movie too, right? Yeah, Endless. they did. Uh, the what Italian was it? One. What was that yeah, one I called? It, but... Yeah. but yes. Spring. Spring, yes. They did Spring and they did uh, the other one I just mentioned. And now they're doing uh, The Endless and now this one syn- uh, Synchronic, which the plot sounds really cool. It's like about like some like drug versus like that like makes people go crazy or something uh, it sounds really cool so I'm, I'm excited to check that one out as well and obviously antlers antlers uh, i know a lot of people are excited for that one. yeah that one's cool yeah. all right you gotta get going yes sir all right thank, well, thank you, you for oh sorry go ahead Steve. i was just gonna say thank you <laughs> all right well thank you for 2020 guys thanks for listening all the comments stuff you sent in we really appreciate it and here's to 2021 happy new year happy new year cheers happy new, happy new year. year stay bye. safe Bye. Bye. Bye.